0: Welcome, listeners. Welcome to another installment of our PHN podcast series. For this series, we're actually focusing on collaboration with organizations across the communities that we serve. And today I'm joined by wonderful colleagues and friends from Pennsylvania State University. Dr. Donna Fick is the director of the Center for Geriatric Nursing Excellence and the Eloise Ross Eberly Endowed Professor at the Penn State College of Nursing. Welcome, Donna.
1: Thank you. It's great to be here.
0: Thank you. I'm also joined by uh, Dr. Erica Husser, who uh, also is with the College of Nursing, Pennsylvania State University. Welcome, Erica.
2: Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks.
0: And Dr. Judith Hoopsey, Professor and Associate Dean for Research and Innovation at Pennsylvania State University College of Nursing. Welcome, Judy. Hi, thank you for having us. Sure. And uh, representing Primary Health Network is uh, Marie Malva Hill, who is our Executive Director of Operations in our uh, site out in Northumberland County, uh, Lewistown, which is well represented and an integral part of this project. Welcome, Marie. Hi. Great. So today we uh, wanted to uh, discuss the collaborative partnership between Primary Health Network and Penn State University, specifically as it relates to the HRSA grant called GWEP, G-W-E-P. Donna, can you sort of explain to us what is the purpose and the intent of the GWEP grant?
1: Well, the purpose of the WEP and our partnership and collaboration is to implement an age-friendly health system um, in a rural medically underserved area. So we know that Pennsylvania has a third with the number of rural older adults. So it's to implement an age-friendly health system within that and to work together with primary health network, with primary care health professionals, but also students, both nursing students and medical students and other community partners so families caregivers, and others that might be serving them in the community. In the age-friendly health system, just briefly, is a national program that was started in about 2017 that focuses on four things, and that is what matters, which really sort of guides everything, medication, and that has to do with avoiding high-risk medications, or if they're already on those medications, thinking about how you can de-prescribe them by using what matters to them. And then mobility, setting daily mobility goals and mentation, and really assessing those and acting on those, um, again, as healthcare professionals, as a community, as a caregiver. And and the other big piece of that really is is that it's meant to be a co-design. So, you know, we're really working hand in hand with the primary health providers and the families and the caregivers to say, how can we design this together? And we have almost five years to do that.
0: That's wonderful, that's really exciting. So um, Erica, how, you know, how has the project been, uh, been going so far, and, and uh, what do we have to look forward to in, this, in the short term?
2: Well, thanks to um, some really great collaborative relationships, we've been able to just hit the ground running. I think um, we have started, we started with an echo series, which is a, you know, a delivery mechanism, like it's a platform to deliver training uh, that really gets everybody together in one virtual room. And we bring a case study to bear. And it, people have said it's a lot like grand rounds. So we're really sharing information. It's an all teach, all learn environments. And we've done, I think, uh, nine of those so far. So we've really been able to engage the clinicians at PHN in our trainings with the 4Ms that Donna was just explaining. Um, and we will learn from what we've done Uh, like good researchers, we'll take a look at how that went, we'll evaluate um, our process and the content, and we'll do another one next year. So we're really looking forward to rolling it out to PHN broadly. We started with three pilot sites. Yeah, and we're gonna reach out from there within PHN.
0: That's great. So uh, Judith, with a focus on innovation and and trying new things, um, what can you tell us about some of the new things that are happening as part of this project, specifically as it relates to the impact of COVID?
3: COVID has definitely impacted our project, even in some of our initial goals for what we wanted to do, which were community forums and different ways to engage the communities surrounding our three pilot sites and eventually the other sites for PHN. But what we're now looking at is doing something uh, to address COVID and their telehealth that PHN is doing. So we have uh, additional funding to provide iPads that are connected to PHN so that they can do video telehealth visits. Um, We also plan to work with their community health workers as part of this so we can deliver scales, um, do blood pressures, pulse pulses. So when someone comes to a telehealth visit, they have more objective data in addition to the subjective data. So we will have the iPod iPads delivered, We part of the visit, we'll pick up the iPads, and we'll sterilize and then send them out to other um, older adults, especially high-risk people in rural communities who may not have access to computers and uh, at this point do not want to come into clinics. So we're trying to make it as safe as possible during the pandemic.
0: That's great. That's really transformational and, and certainly innovative. We're excited about that opportunity. So um, Marie, uh, can you explain to our listeners thus far with the uh, sites that we've uh, begun the project with, what sites are involved and you know, what locations, communities are we focusing on?
4: So we have three pilot sites. Our first pilot site is in Mifflin County at our Lewistown multi-service facility. And there we have Dr. Bean as our provider. And then our second site is in Blair County at our Altoona Primary Health site. And there we have two providers. We have Dr. Conley, our medical doctor, and um, our nurse practitioner, Don McMahon. And then we move into Cambria County with our site in Evansburg. And there we have our nurse practitioner, Erin Yesenowski, working.
0: Great. So are there plans uh, then to build upon those sites or providers over time?
4: Yes, we're looking to always grow our sites, those individual sites, but as well, we'll be expanding this to our other primary health IHI sites. We'll be doing that through our ECHO series, and we'll be looking towards our annual wellness nurses and using those visits as well to work through the process and enhance the grant.
0: So, um, Erica, how, as our organizations, both Penn State University and Primary Health Network, how will we measure the success?
2: of this project. So you're giving me that question, and I hope I get this right. My colleagues can certainly jump in, but we have a data expert on our team that has helped us work collaboratively with you all to create templates that we then two-week data Dumps. We have these little data sheets that are filled out, and it's a seamless transition into an Excel spreadsheet that gets transferred to us. No personal identification, so it's completely anonymous. But we have um, that piece in structure, uh, and we're collecting all of those outcomes, but that's our main mechanism. We're really working with PHN in their electronics records to get outcome data on the annual wellness visits over a period of time.
1: Just to add to that, that we hope to improve the care of older adults and that it's really sustainability and culture change. So we have things we have to report for the grant, but when we are done, we want you to not need us anymore, that you're going to so embrace this and have it embedded into your EMR, and you're going to have age-friendly champions like we already have with Marie, and with many, many, I can see this on the Echo, that we already have many of your providers are already becoming these sort of many age-friendly champions and so that in five years, well, hopefully we'll have another grant in five years, but if we don't, that you guys will go out and spread this to the rest of Pennsylvania. I mean, so that, I think that'll be success that we can say, wow, we have an age-friendly community and people are having daily mobility goals and thinking about their cognition and avoiding high risk medications and, and telling their primary care provider who their decision maker is and what matters to
0: them. Certainly.
1: I'd
4: like to add that we're also doing surveys So we surveyed the PHN network prior to starting our education around the 4M's and we'll continue to survey them as we progress through different educational opportunities. And we've taken some opportunities to survey our patients at the pilot sites. So we have a baseline data set and then we'll be able to reevaluate them as we educate them through different opportunities.
0: Great, thank you, Marie. So if I have a family member who is in the geriatric age. And I'm interested in learning more about the 4Ms and age-friendly care. Um, Any suggestions for uh, places, resources that individuals can go to to try to get additional information about age-friendly care?
3: We are working on a website that will have all this, all information about age-friendly care and resources um, and pieces that people will be able to go to and hopefully will be up and running in the next few months. I think Marie was going to say something too about getting information about this.
4: So they can call Primary Health Network and we have our annual wellness nurses that are really geared towards addressing the issues with the aging population. And we are collaborating not only with Penn State, but local community partners. So in these pilot sites, we've put some energy into connecting with the local area agencies on aging, which are huge resources for the elderly population. So we would use between what we have at Primary Health Network and what our communities have, we would help connect people.
1: Just a reminder from Erica that the website is up and running, right? That we'll, we'll be adding to it, but you, there's a site for caregivers and older adults on the website?
2: So it is the first year of our grant, and so we have been in development. Mode, We hit the ground running and been busy, but then COVID hit and it changed how we were able to proceed. We do have an initial website up, though, and we do have some resources up there that we'd love to share. It's agefriendlycarepa.psu.edu. So please feel free to go see us there. We'd love for you to share in our resources.
1: And it has links
2: back to Primary Health Network, too. Yeah, and you can meet our team. We've done a page with all of the PHN and Penn State folks, so you can get a feel for how big the team is, too.
0: So, Judith. In addition to sort of helping to educate the primary health team, the providers, the, our staff, I understand that there's, there's actually a lot of education that goes on for nursing students and medical students and others in the health-related fields. Can you tell us a little bit about those opportunities?
3: Oh, absolutely, We part of the grant is to educate all healthcare providers and other types of people. So we do it in two ways. One is in within the College of Nursing and the undergraduate classes, we have gone and spoken to the undergraduates and explained age-friendly care to them in their big, you know, their senior year class. Um, our nurse practitioner students and our master's students, we also go to their seminars before they graduate to talk about age-friendly care and have them understand about the whole movement and about general age-friendly care. Plus, we've invited medical students and nurse practitioner students. So we, so we've had social workers, nutritionists, physical therapists all come to our ECHO series. So even though the ECHO series initially was going to be just our small group and the small group at PHN, there's some weeks we have 75 people join and there are all these different types of people. And it's been really nice to have some of these graduate students in nursing because they have such long history of nursing experience. So they may be getting a master's degree to, be, to become a nurse practitioner, but they really, Really have so much to add to these echoes so that's been great so we've really the numbers that we've educated during this series is well beyond what we ever thought we'd be doing so we're very excited about that we hope to expand that more to residents and fellows and a little bit more um, uh, types of healthcare provider potential healthcare providers
0: so to summarize then uh, what we've learned today is that this is a wonderful collaborative partnership between Two great organizations serving the commonwealth of Pennsylvania and, and the residents in our communities. Uh, Penn State University has been known for 155 years as being um, a, a leader in the communities across Pennsylvania, and Primary Health Network is a federally qualified health center with a mission of providing excellent care to individuals regardless of their ability to pay. And what I've learned from this discussion and from the partnerships between the two organizations is that our missions, our goals, our desires to help improve the care of individuals, uh, particularly for this group and the elderly and the communities that we serve. This is a wonderful example of what we can accomplish by working together. I thank you everyone for your time. This has been a great discussion. I uh, am very grateful for the opportunity to work and learn from all of you. And let's keep going. We're going to do some great things. Thanks everybody for your time. Thank you listeners. We'll see you again soon.